Hey everybody, welcome back to Dice and Virtue Season 3. I am your humble host and Dungeon Master, one Dylan. Joining me as always, we've got the Dicey One. That's me, I'm the Dicey One. My name's Christina, and I play Tess. And the Virtuous One. It's me, the Virtuous One, old CW they call me, playing Mahabit Ali, now with 30% more swears per episode. Good. I was, that was real the smoothest intro we have ever done yeah. in job, three guys. seasons of this podcast. For real. Yeah, yeah we're finally we're getting into we that did. groove. We didn't have time to sit and talk with each other for that long before we started recording. Yeah. Yeah. Now? Yeah, we always think of that as like prep, but really it's it's just building distractions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the this whole episode is going to be that uh and we're going <laughs> to maybe get to D&D, <laughs> I guess. Who knows. Um so last time, uh, Tess, why don't you regale us with uh, the story so far? Just a quick recap for us. Oh, Dylan, I didn't get the uncut episodes. I no, just know last time. We just episode. recorded. Okay. In the last episode, we went back to Shallow Mist, mm-hmm. which is the actual name of the town, with Sarles Torben, our favorite science dwarf, mm-hmm. to write an incident report on the supposedly failed battle that occurred between the protectorate and the cassava cakes yep um when we happened the cavacana dominatum when we happened upon the town we found a deserted town with a bundle of bandits enjoying their breakfast um a bundle of bandits enjoy their breakfast (laughs) It's a children's book. <laughs> it's a very sad children's book. It's like Oliver Twist and the Boxcart Children. All Yikes. in one. So we ignored the bandits because figured we figured they weren't going to be that much trouble and made our way to the battlefield where we found a lot of awful, disturbing, disgusting things involving a bunch of uh, cassavas. Mm-hmm. Strung up like puppets on their own weaponry. And all, and also a them. mass grave. Yes, and also a mass grave. And just a lot of sadness. And we took some knives. We went down to the control room for the gate. Yeah, where we found, found a horrifying scene. Yeah, we found two dead men interlocked in their dead dance. And then we stole that knife, too. Well, we yeah, did so some you... CSI stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. We Sherlock homed the shit. At a last episode, we really first did. of all, yeah, like there were, there were there were grids in the air and like yeah. charts and we, stuff. Like, wrote on a window uh-huh. with a white pen, yep, and a red pen, and like underlined things like murder <laughs> and dirt. <laughs> so yeah, all right. Uh, and as I recall, your final act of the episode was to uh, drag the the two corpses, the uh, commander in the field, the field marshal. Uh, Aker Sulf, that's your ally, your special ops dude. Yes. Uh, what had a knife in his forehead. Yeah. Uh, and his enemy combatant, uh, some kind of enemy captain. Uh, you took their bodies up, uh, to the top of the well, laid them out, uh, to give them some kind of proper final right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tess pulled the knife out of, uh, Aker Sulf's forehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whereupon, some black, oily mist re-knitted his wound. Yeah, it was gross. gross. And we said we would pick up again uh, 
right there. And that's where we return. Also, so. we locked that door. We locked the door yeah, to the control room. Yeah, we locked the frick out of that door. We, the key. Yeah. And we also have some pink powder that tastes like cherry blossoms. It does. Yeah. Ali has put the key uh, on, on his necklace along with uh, a pendant he wears. Cool. Uh, so the corpse of Akersulf. Mm-hmm. Uh, has this this black oily mist re-knit the, the wound. And then his eyes flare open wide. Oh, and I don't And he like begins that. gasping for air. What? And he shoots, he sits upright and starts panting. And he looks at the two of you and says, You two! And then he looks over at, at your buddy, uh, uh, the chief engineer, and he just goes, Chief! And he points at the two of you and he goes, why, why are they not in prison? What? Chief, I... Okay. So, a uh, couple of randos turn up at, uh, at, at a military installation naming a secret doctrine that nobody's supposed to know about, and you just, you, you drafted them? You gave them uniforms? You didn't throw them in prison? You did... What are you... I mean... Buddy. Uh, and then he looks at the two of you and says, Okay, so, uh... What's your deal, I guess, little man? Our deal is that we just unkilled you, and I don't imagine it would kill you once again to show a modicum of gratitude. He looks over at the the knife that Tess is holding, uh, and then he looks down at the the corpse of the captain. Uh, He retrieves his rifle, which I assume you had brought up with the corpses. Yeah. Uh, Cocks it back... uh, to load another round in his chamber, uh, and looks at the two of you and says, yeah, you you didn't really do much there, did you, buddy? Uh, Sarl, what, what, uh, is, uh, what he, is up with this guy? He starts uh, patting around at his, his belt uh, and looks around and says, and where the hell is my powder? Okay, do we need to restrain this guy? Like, is, is this some, like, post-Lazarus pit? Mania, like he's a or... zombie. I well, I. Someone gave the zombie a gun. Uh, <laughs> Sorrel, uh, like, is just looking on, very stone faced. Uh, he's just taking all eh. this, just yeah, and eventually just says, "Solve. We need to know what happened." Uh, and Solf looks at him and says, "What?" Oh, we're just we're just naming names now. Okay. Well, also, what they the know fuck my name? is the implication that he set us up? They're not prisoners, and they know my name. Yeah. What the fuck? He just sent us have, to go get arrested, you, and he gets mad that we wake him up. What a have, dick! Have you heard of operational security? Have you heard of clandestine services? Have you heard of any amount of uh uh discretion? Perhaps. I don't know. Sure, Have you, you heard of not dropping secret dead. clandestine operation names to people you just met and then being a dick when they save your life? Whoa. Okay, but Ali, Ali, <laughs> Ali didn't say... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ali coming in hot. He's gonna scout this man Sir, with his you spicy do not words. know us, and we do not know you. We did everything you asked, and you are being extremely rude in return. What in the parlance of our times is your malfunction? These are the reasons these operations keep failing. This right here. The the way you two have been treated since you showed up at the fortress. I assume they were at the fortress 
chief. Uh, Wait. That's why you're here. Sir. Uh, I'm going to put a knife back in this you man's forehead. You were dead. What? We just resurrected you. Okay, you know what? Um, I, mean, were... I guess we'll per- persuade. What's your persuasion at, Tess? Uh, persuasion is also intelligence, isn't it? No, it's, it's charisma. It's, oh. <laughs> it's just a flat zero. Yeah, same. Um, well, so... let's give it a try. All right. Um, you want to assist? Oh, I got a 19. Oh, okay. Then uh, <laughs> I'll... D- what do I... you say? Go ahead. What do I say? Sir, I think you're in shock right now. I would very much appreciate it if you sat down and took a couple deep breaths. You were dead. The man who has a big old crater in his chest killed you while you killed him. He... I... It was a little bit. Hold on. (laughs) He did a bit, yeah. (laughs) He stabbed you through the head with this beautifully ornate knife. Upon removing the knife, you awoken. We are all reasonably shocked to see that you are up and about I personally feel like I might vomit. Um, if you could just slow down and tell us what occurred, that would be wonderful. And uh, keep in mind, rub his, and he keep... starts to rub his nose with one finger, uh, mm. and just goes, "All right, where's just the the pouch? The the pouch? Where is the pouch that was on my belt? The powder? That's the one." But... Tess, did you take any powder from his belt when we found him? I sure don't have the powder. Curious, what powder are you speaking about? It's uh, uh, light pink in color. It's uh, in a brown little bag. I need it. For what? He starts licking his lips uh, and uh, just sort of raises his eyebrows at you. All right, I want to do a quick medicine check. I want to do a medicine check, see if this dude's jonesing. I mean, this dude's clearly jonesing, but, you know. Is he a cokehead? All right. Is there fantasy cocaine? <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a 12. Uh, yeah, he's got something going on. He's uh, uh, real jittery. You wouldn't expect a junkie going through withdrawals to be this articulate right. or coherent in speech. Uh, but he does... He does display the mannerisms of somebody who uh, maybe has been taking something for a while. Okay, so we're not talking to a person. We're talking to a drug, which means that none of what... That's incredibly dehumanizing. Well, no, I mean, like, because his actions are being driven by the course of his addiction right now. I'm not I'm not dehumanizing him. I'm just saying that his motivations and his actions right now are not uh, uncompromised. Yeah, his anger and his attitude. Yeah, upon being like awoken. when I've when I've got a wicked for, you know caffeine headache. What up for Dylan the DM? Which of you actually has that pouch? I do. Yeah, it's okay. crazy. And and Mahabit and Ali did not say that he did not. He just asked if tested. Right. Um, I feel like we should restrain this guy until whatever is going on in his system works his way out. He also has a loaded gun. He does. He also just came back from the dead. Yeah. Yeah, and he's being a real dick about it. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. No. Kind of is. We can, okay. Well, we can take. We can take a hint. We're not going in Lanya. We can take a hint. All right. <laughs> um, okay. I. All right. I turn to him. <laughs> uh, what, what was his name? Acre. Hector. Hector. Yeah. Um. 
That was a land yourself? parcel joke. Aka. Clearly. Whoa, uh, buddy. Okay, let's get one thing straight. Just really come nameless. Interrupting a dude. You are nameless. I am nameless. Okie doke. No more fucking names. That goes for you too, chief. Okay, gentleman who is being surprisingly abrasive for a man dead 20 minutes ago. Hey, I was the dead one. Maybe I get to make the call on what that means for me. Okay, it doesn't mean you get to make the call for how... Okay, whatever. So, clearly, tensions are high. Uh, You're not as dead as any of us might have expected. Yeah, welcome to it. Why don't we all take a few minutes here... Uh, I can prepare a light lunch for us, and we can just take a minute, breathe, and see how we feel. There is nothing pressing at the moment. There's plenty. So share, please. Name uh, the one thing I've asked either of you for in the last, I don't know, how long have I been awake? Ten minutes? Four minutes? Whatever. The last uh, little bit here, I've asked you for one thing, and it's been way too long. Hop to it. Sir, as someone that is effectively dead, I don't think you realize you have no standing to demand anything of anyone. You, for all intents and purposes, are a deceased corpse. That is what has been written in the incident report, and I would surely appreciate it if you stopped yelling at my companion. uh, No, 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 you cannot show me anything. Sit down. All right. Uh, so at that, uh, he is taken aback, uh, and he meets, he meets your eyes, uh, and just stares for a minute. I imagine love is just kind of like clacking his weird hands together in the background. Uh, <laughs> as he stares at you, uh, he starts to point at love mm-hmm. and says, look, I didn't want to make it a thing last time. But whatever the fuck that thing is, if it comes at me with its weird-ass knife hands, I swear on my pappy's grave, I will smash it to bits. Okay, well, he has guards on his fingers now. So, I think we all just need to calm down a little bit. Okay, like as long as we're said, all clear. Can you sit down so we can have a conversation? Sir? Powder. We're not talking about the powder. We need to know- I am. Well, I don't care. We need to know what happened. You are wasting our time. I resurrected you. I am therefore responsible for your life. So he laughs. What? I could have not. I could put it. I'm not going to put it back, but I sure could have. I could have left you dead. I would have figured it out. No, you were a corpse. We dragged you up here. That's happened before. <laughs> he got better. <laughs> Sir, do you not realize the? imbalance that your unexpected resurrection has placed upon the scales of the world? Oh, buddy. Oh, strange little hobbit man. Do you know Carlo? What's up? Do you know Carlo? (laughs) Dwarf dwarf (laughs) murder? So, okay. Okay, I guess he doesn't know Carlo. He he, uh, throws his head back and just starts rubbing his forehead and says... Oh, this has been a long time happening. Uh, it's happened a lot. Uh, and it's one of the reasons, uh, I am here now and not somebody else. 
Uh, it's it's one of the reasons none of us have insignias on our uh, our cloaks. Don't worry about the resurrection. All right. Worry about finding my powder and returning it to me. What is this? So that powder? I can marshal some more troops okay. and deal with the Kavakama Dominatum. They're dead. All of your troops are dead. They've been dead Everyone for weeks. It's dead. It's effectively three weeks later. You three weeks. Two, two, three weeks. Whatever happened, the gate messed up. Everyone is dead. A whole town is missing. Still. Salt so looks- if you can tell us what happened, then you can help us. Otherwise, you are useless and we will leave. Sulf looks to uh the the engineer for confirmation. Uh I am the engineer, <laughs> fool. Damn. Uh <laughs> Torben just nods his head a few times, like, yeah, that's pretty much where we're at. Uh and Sulf finally calms down a little bit, looks at the two of you, says, Alright. <clears throat> so uh the gate opened. Uh, the troops ran through mercifully and with all the pitter-patter uh, of just something or other. I don't know. It was great. I didn't expect it. Uh, quicker than you could say boo, I had an entire battalion. Uh, and boy, did we give it to them Dominatum troops. And you know why? Because I'm a fucking hero. I'm a goddamn genius. And then, and then, hmm. they marched in, uh, whoo boy, something that we did not have intel on. And let me tell you one thing. Intel is the cornerstone of a successful battle and a successful war. So, when, uh, surprise showed up, uh, when there were miscalculations, uh, due to unforeseen variables, <laughs> it, necess- it necessitated some, uh, let's say, uh, comically dangerous measures. Uh, and it's been three weeks, you said? To Two the best of our ability to estimate, yes. Okay, do we have a field report from the the from the battle? That's Yo. what we were writing. I, I three pull weeks out. later? No one knew what was happening. We went to the military base and were told it had been two weeks. Since it took you two weeks, no, it took us two days. Somehow the gate messed up. Please stop cutting me off. It I really a, don't it, like it. It took us two days, but it took us two weeks to take those two days. That's why we had to ask. Oh boy, Chiefy, I don't think your machine worked like you said it was gonna. Is I, that a surprise to you? I don't know. It seems to me that operator error is probably the more, <clears throat> you know, likely. But he's a really big, cool guy. Oh, no, I can tell. I mean, did you not hear him say... He's a professional expert, don't you Yeah, he said he's a genius. (laughs) I don't think you're just allowed to say that if it's not true. Cool guy genius over here. Can't even open a gate properly. Look out, we got a badass. (laughs) Uh, So... Those were the guests of Lanya and Gwen. (laughs) Yeah, they're with us always. All up in the Salisahim Senate, pointing and laughing. (laughs) Just Statler and Waldorfing up there. All right. So what? 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 Uh, what did you find? I give him my my field report, which is meticulous and very legible. 
In- it goes it, over and it, it includes, I would like the record to show, it includes an extremely thorough graphic report of his own dead ass that we found. Yeah, when he gets to that part, uh, see that that's when he went smile, dead. A smile creeps across his face as he's reading about uh, the that fight. That's oh gross. God, uh, this guy's gross. And just beaming, just grinning, Fucking. he hands you back your journal. Like, look, uh, we're we're all performers here, which means that we're all more than a little narcissistic. Like, we've all got a, a splash of it, right? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you, you kind of have to, to be an actor or a performer of any kind. But this guy is gross, <laughs> and he's making me feel bad. I don't like him, and I don't like that we're on the side he's on. Um, He's on his own side. Yeah. So he, uh, he hands you back your report. He goes, hey, that's uh, pretty good work for for being two weeks late. Um, more or less accurate. And as yes, well, boy, if if only uh, if only there had been anyone alive to make a sooner report. Yeah, well, it turns out that uh that those those uh circular prints you found. Mm-hmm. Let me let me tell you about them. Let me Please fill in do. Some holes. That's what we've been asking for the last <laughs> twenty minutes. So, Thing um, had some kind of boiler on its back. There was steam coming out the top of it. Notes, it notes, notes, meticulous notes. Bipedal. Uh, and I don't know how to tell you this one, but they had uh, something not unlike uh, my little buddy here. Uh, and he lifts his rifle. Only a lot bigger, and it fired a lot faster attached mm. to it. So... Uh, that thing showed up on the field, and I sent it very far away. So that's where we're at. Wait, and yet you just opened the gate to send it another place. Oh, I sent it down to the pits of the ocean. That and a large swath of the battlefield. But that's neither here nor there. I saved a lot of lives today, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. You saved no lives. Everyone is dead. I saved the lives of everyone that thing would have killed if it was still here. You two included. We weren't here. We were actually at the military Oh, that monster would have rolled through this town and kept going. Okay. There was no stopping it. Yeah, you were here. I got it. Oh, jeez. Yep. So, where's my fucking medal? Anyway... Thank you for your input, sir. I feel like this guy was... wants to make the protectorate great again. I know. It was so helpful. Uh, my companions and I will be taking our leave now. Um, good luck. Zolf turns to the, uh, to, to Torben. Says, so what, is she giving you orders now? Is that what this is? Uh, and, and Torben... Uh, just stands there, just stone-faced and unmoving and has no answer for for Zulf at all. Uh, nice. And he... Yeah. Fuck uh, you, Aker. Zulf uh, hefts his rifle up on his shoulder and just starts walking towards the battlefield. Is he just going to try to pick off some scavengers? Like, big old hero man? I feel like this guy's dangerous. 
Um, oh, I absolutely. I don't know that we have any authority or prerogative to restrain or detain him because he actually has a place in the hierarchy of this military body, and we do not. We are adjacent to it. You know, we're not in the chain of command. Yeah. Um. To be fair, though, like I said, for all intents and purposes, he's a deceased corpse. Legally speaking. Yeah. yeah, legally he's deceased, and he's, yeah, he's not something they are going to want to uh, claim as, if it is anything to do with the military. As as your DM, the military doesn't know he's dead. Okay. Oh. He right, because have, we were sent he here. He might to... officially be listed as MIA because right. nobody's heard from him, but... I mean, as far as our incidents report... Well, even then, I mean, they'd probably be interested in why he didn't stay dead. Sure, but I imagine they would redact that and allow him to still be labeled as KIA. So what should we... I mean, I do think... I don't think we should let him just walk around with a big old rifle while he's fucking jerking his hero dong. Absolutely not. Um, We could, as gross as it sounds... Uh, grosser even than Hero Dong, we could <laughs> pander to his pretty titanic ego and just see if we can't, like, guide him to coming back, like, make him think it was his idea to head back to Fort Stormstride, mm-hmm. uh, where the proper authorities, such as they are, will at least take him off our hands. Sure. What's, what is, um... What does Sarl Torben think? Would you like to ask him? Yes. I would. That that was me. Yeah, I, I turn and I say, uh, Sarl Torben, this man uh, seems to be something of a dick, but... He you, nods his head. You, oh, yeah. Okay, that, that impression is not off base. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> okay, that's... No. <laughs> I, I'm having real trouble... <laughs> Like getting Elise. <laughs> okay. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ah, yeah. Ah, you have met him. Okay. Very good. Uh, in your opinion, what do you believe the best course of action to be uh, with regards to your newly reanimated uh, countryman yonder? I think you should give him his powder back. Do you know what this powder is? Uh, in a manner of speaking, it calms him down. Mm. <laughs> Ali is straight edge. He frowns on all drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, I mean, I suppose we could bribe him to come back to Fort Stormstride with promises of pet no if he knows we have the powder at all he's gonna try and forcibly take it from us oh man i was just gonna suggest something that was very gwen and lanya but it does not work for this situation well no but there might be parts of it we could take what's the idea oh i was gonna say we get on horseback say we have the powder and then ride off really fast (laughs) (laughs) no that's that's really elegant actually therefore he has no choice but to either follow us or try to kill all three of us. Yeah, no, I think Gwen and Lanya would actually just have, like, <laughs> hogtied him. And just that, that's fair. Full they Rajvek. probably would have just... Um, Gwen would have been like, oh, puny man. Hmm. Okay, well, we we have to deal with him, and we still need to get the rest of the knives from the rest of the scavengers. Mm-hmm. Because 
I mean, I, I think we're assuming at this point that whatever... Ha- well, wait a minute. I was going to assume that his resurrection was a result of being killed with that knife, but he makes it sound like this has happened to him before in different like circumstances. just resurrects all the time. Ah, Saul Tobin. His talk of uh, multiple incidences of resurrection in the past. Do you know anything about that? Uh, there have been stories. There's rumor... Um... Okay. Rumor has it that he showed up one day uh, five or ten years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, he was the last one standing on uh, uh, a battlefield not unlike the one you just came from. Mm -hmm. And nobody could figure out why he was still there. Uh, he, He wouldn't talk about it. He wouldn't uh, he, he wasn't in his right mind. He couldn't write a report for us. And so after that, he sort of disappears from the logs, from the histories. But hmm. that's around the time he would have been drafted into the clandestine services. And let me tell you, when he says he doesn't have a name... He's kind of right. So, I don't know. I've only met him once before. I'm getting some real Lost Odyssey vibes here, and I dig it. I just hate this guy so much. Yeah, this guy's a real dick, but that doesn't mean he's not important or useful. Um, I actually really like your plan. See, Ali Ali follows... We found it! (laughs) Ali follows the Lethani. It's kind of a Tao thing, where like the most the most elegant you know like you let the situation resolve itself trying to force a thing to work is is the least the least yeah. beneficial situation so uh i actually really like the math on your yeah. idea just saying yo we got your powder dangle dangle and just just hightailing it, it back to the castle off. yeah it really is it's it's uh, i i like it a lot and um given that we don't need to worry about getting the knives from those guys now I think we should do that. The knives are still magical or or magitech or something, and I don't like leaving them here, but I like this yeah. guy being out there on his own less. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. So are you taking his his powder and absconding? Yeah, we're him with it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna mount up. We're gonna get on, get on our steeds, and uh, we're gonna be far away enough that he can't just start like shooting us down, though. Well, wait a minute. I've got. <laughs> I've got a bow I've got a bow and arrow. Um I want to take a sheet from my from my notebook, from my field notebook, and just write <laughs> something like, Were you looking for this? And then just take just lick my thumb and take a little <laughs> smudge of the powder and just smear it on there. Just cl- so he clearly knows what it is. Yeah. And then just shoot it so it lands like in front of him and he doesn't think he's being shot at, but he can't miss it either. Okay. Do I need to like roll for that or? No, I think you're good. Cool. Patu. And then as soon as soon as the arrow takes, we Wait, we are first... just off. Are we already on a horseback? Yeah, I had figured we'd be prepared to do it. Okay, good, good. Yeah. So, uh... and how does Sorrel feel about this? Sorrel is not in a position to argue with you, but he's right. also uh really uh uh uncomfortable with the plan. Well, he's free to propose an alternative. 
the alternative that he proposes is, is just give him the powder. You, you give him the powder and work with him. Sure, but I don't want him being a high off an unknown substance Indeed. and then trying to murder a band of bandits just because he's angry. I feel like uh, the so, shape the shape of this story is pointing towards we should cooperate with him, but I also really hate him. Yeah, so, um, but also, it's our story, too. Uh, you're not when, wrong. When you try to catch his attention, uh, he is out on the battlefield. He is walking away from uh, the bandits, who it appears he has spoken with. Uh, he goes to one of the, the corpses in the pit. Uh, he pulls it out of a out of the pile and starts patting it down would you would you like to watch what he does or would you oh, like yes. to enact your plan oh no very intently watching okay so uh i imagine he's just looking for more powder so he uh finds this one corpse that he was looking for pulls mm -hmm. it out uh slaps the face a couple of times uh jesus christ you hear him go yeah, what a loss. Uh, and then he, uh, rips open the guy's vest, and, uh, in a pocket that has been sewn to the inside of the vest, uh, and without any, like, visible marking there, uh, like it was meant to be a, a secret compartment. Sure. Uh, he rips the stitches out, and from it pulls a little sachet, um... Which he bites one one corner off of, brings it to his his uh brings it to one nostril and just <sighs> <woof. sighs> Ah, I see your people have discovered pixie sticks. So, Sarl, you just they're all just drug addicts, the whole military? Uh you see him you see the you see Solf uh just like straightening up and shuddering a little bit, and then in one leap, just bounds himself out of the trench. I don't like that. Um, and Torben says, as far as I'm aware, it's just him. I I don't know what his powder is, but he's the only one I've ever seen with it. The other guy had it. Lieutenant. Ah. Uh. Holding the product for a friend. Okay, well, I don't like this guy, but he's also clearly an important plot coupon. Um, I mean, we were we were dicks to an important NPC for two whole seasons, so we can probably um, we can probably deal with an abrasive but important character uh, for a little while. All right, we I guess we'll ride our horses over there and get his attention. Uh, how do you get his attention? Oh, pull out pouch, dangle, dangle. Actually, wait. Yeah, maybe don't do that. I think he might, he'll just, he might just straight attack you for it. Yeah, do point. I, do I have this, this pouch? Is it like standard issue, like a just, you know, military pouch sort of thing? Uh, it's just sort of a brown, uh, canvas sack with do a I, drawstring at the top. Can, can, can I reasonably expect to have something similar on my person? Sure. Okay, cool. Then I'm gonna fill that up with like dirt and and stuff and use that one. Just just in case he like tries to jump me for it or something, you know. Um so we ride up and I, I go, dangle dangle. 
I don't say it out loud. I'm not Lanya. <laughs> but <laughs> um, we are prepared to give you what you're looking for. If you are prepared to acknowledge our utility and be more open and forthright with us about the nature of what is really going on in this war. He uh, looks at the sack, grinds his teeth a little bit, says, look, if it were up to me, you'd have your answers. But, as uh, our organization, as as the uh, tenants of our uh, masters, the powers that be, uh, dictate, I just can't tell you that much. I can give you orders, and I can expect you to follow them. But as far as, uh, say, the nature of this war is concerned, I can only tell you what I've seen. And where I've been. What is your next step? It's a good question. I was figuring I might head out uh, to the site of our next uh, uh, report. When when this battle was done, we were to uh, rally at Fort Stormstride. And then from there... Continue north towards Ironside. That is, unless we were to receive further orders. And he turns to to uh, he turns questioningly to Torben, and Torben shakes his head and shrugs. Uh, and Zulf turns back and says, "So, Ironside. That's the next. That's the next stop." High mm. command. Find out what our next duty is, and then go do that. How far away is Ironside's done? Uh, it would be a couple of weeks. Okay, so it would it would definitely be shorter to just head back to Stormstride first. Right. Okay. And the reason you would do that is for provisions. Uh, Sulf, you imagine, probably wants a horse of his own. Yeah. Um, yeah. And well, to drop off our instant report. Yeah, and right. to just touch base, because, I mean, this guy's saying he doesn't have orders for anything else. I mean, a lot has changed in those two to three weeks. Maybe he wants to talk to his superiors, get refreshed orders. I, I, I just don't get why he's acting like he's this lone agent still when his organization is still very much alive. Because he's a cool guy, Casey. Right, my bad. I forgot he was a cool guy. Yeah, come on. He's a cool guy with a capital C and G. I, you know, I, cool I, I, just, I let it escape me. It should be in the foreground at all times, covering and coloring my every decision as regards him. I think the listeners should know that this man wears a full-on leather trench coat, despite how hot it might be outside. No, absolutely. And he's cool. Like... He's vaping. Yeah, he has, like, double sunglasses. Yeah. Just two pairs. The listener is free to imagine that he just vapes this powder instead of snorting it. Yeah. yeah. I imagine, like, Nathan Fillion, but as douchey as he can be. Aww, I don't know that he could if he tried. Well, he's kind of a douchebag in Firefly. Yeah, that's the point. That, but... Uh, oh, I almost knocked uh, knocked down this water on everything. <laughs> um, But amplified by, like, ten times. That was the ghost of Nathan Fillion trying to destroy my technology, <laughs> so I can't spread the word! Okay, um, 
I address, uh, I address the man whose name I'm not allowed to speak. Hello. And, uh, and say. That's the stupidest name anyway. For real. Uh, the mic didn't say pick I. you up there. I said he has the stupidest name anyway. I, well, that's just hurtful. But, um, and I say, if you agree to return, but briefly, to Fort Stormsides with us for debriefing, for resupply, we will give you your powder. You have been through a traumatic experience, and we are prepared to believe that that is what informed a great deal of your behavior when you awoke. We are in the same organization. There is no reason for us to work at cross-purposes. Uh... He takes in what you said and turns to turns to your engineer buddy, says, so what, is he like a shrink? Do not imagine, sir, that you are the only one who has seen war and is the only, and are the only one who understands what it does to the mind and the heart. You have a real meandering way of speaking, and I'd really appreciate it if you just got to the point. Get on! A horse. We're going back to Fort Stormstride, and that is it. My compatriot is better with the point making than I. Uh, he just starts nodding and goes, Yeah, all right. <clears throat> oh my god, finally! <laughs> Stars and stones! Um,. So onward to Stormstride. Is that is that kind of the plan you guys yeah. looking at? Yes. Yeah, I bet he just is. He is he the worst all the way? Is he just like, are we there yet? And we always have to listen to his radio station, and we always have to stop at every convenience store. But it's only the really shitty ones. Like you want to stop at a QT or a good one, and he's like, no, 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 that one just says liquor store. We're stopping there. Is God? I bet you know what to make it a little easier on the rest of us i just imagine love just constantly lifting his weird ceramic gnome face at him and just Ugh. like smiling and then like putting it down oh, but God. only doing it when none of us are looking awful so it's just acre dealing with this yep so th the whole ride back uh acre is uh just really just watching behind you guys uh and it doesn't you don't get the sense that he's looking for anything in particular. He's just looking out behind you the whole way. Um, what do you see? He doesn't respond. Mm. So, um, you recall the ride from, Stor from Stormstride took you about a day and a half. Yeah. Right. Um, you uh, begin your ride around mid-afternoon, uh, so your first camp is pretty soon after you leave. Mm -hmm. um, when you make camp, uh, Sulf is meticulous about building a hood over your fire to mm. conceal the smoke. He is uh, draping these uh, long, thin strands of wire uh, across trees and around bushes. Anything nearby 
that somebody could hide in or around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's making sure that if somebody tries to come up on you, he, they're not going to be able to. He's looking uh, out for the predator. And he is uh, just, he seems paranoid. Okay. Uh, um, And every once in a while, uh, he pulls that, I say once in a while, I mean like once every several hours, uh, he takes that sachet and just gives it another little snort. Okay. Um, does his behavior change when he does so? Not really. Uh, he's not at all, uh, he's, he's not as energetic as he was when he first woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems much more restrained. Okay. Uh, having that, now medicated himself. All right. That could have just been the Lazarus pit mania. I mean, you you know, you wake up from being dead. You're you're going to be a little disoriented. Yeah. yeah. And also withdrawals. Oh yeah. Um. Ali has got uh, both carpenter's tools and proficiency with same. So once I see that he's trying to build a hood over our fire, uh. Ali would like to just, like, make a nice but simple one that's, that's like, very effective and and uh, and just put it over the top there and just try to try to make this guy's life a little easier so maybe he'll be less terrible to us. Make a survival check for me. Okie dokes. Also, I want to be very clear earlier. I was not making fun of people uh, with drug problems earlier. I was just saying that, you know... When people are in withdrawal, it can inform their actions and yeah. and speech, and that those have to be taken into consideration. Especially when a guy's got a gun on you. Let's see yeah. here. So, survival. Um, Man, that's a seven. But I've got proficiency with the tools, so I make a really nice thing that doesn't work at all. <laughs> well, so you've got... um, You've got proficiency with the tools, which gives you a plus two. Oh, okay. Um... So nine. You've got. Uh, do you have proficiency in survival? I do not. Dinger. Um, Danger. You do still have inspiration, if I recall correctly. If you wanted to use that up. Oh, I thought I spent that. No, I don't I think, think so. Okay. Uh, then yeah, by all means, I'll do that. Go for it. Let's see here. Or, uh, Tess, do you want to assist with your engineering prowess? That's right, because I too am an engineer. I have an sure. ID to prove it. I would yeah. like to assist. Advantage. We Woot. make... Okay, so with the plus two from proficiency and with my plus one, that is going to be a 14. Nice. So uh, Solf begins to make the, the fire hood. We make a better he- hood than uh, he does. Mm-hmm. He sees the two of you hard at work uh, helping each other do exactly that. So he just stands up and backs off and goes and does other stuff. Yeah. All right. Bitch. You know, from some people, just them not being a dick to you is the best you're going to get. And, like, that's okay. Like, not everybody needs to be your best friend. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, we, we camp and stuff, and Ali plays uh, a lovely evening song on his lute. Uh, when you do, uh, I assume around the cook fire while the stew is yeah. going. Uh, Zolf watches for a minute, takes in what you're playing, and then uh, from his own pack, which he has retrieved from uh, the the battlefield, uh, he produces a small drum, uh, and he he joins you in playing. You've you've muted your mic. 
Sorry, I was trying to cough. <laughs> My bad. Ah. Um, yeah, that's very nice. And we, it's it's an old like traditional, so it's something he would know or something he could pick the beat up pretty easily. Sure. So just you know, stars shining bright above <laughs> you. It's a good song. It is a good song, and but it's a I good didn't like. Expect that to be the choice. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, we just we just have a nice little what's it? I was actually testing his level of paranoia with that because if he mm. didn't think it was safe to be playing music, that would be indicative of a, of a much more imminent threat. But cool, all right. Then we just have you know a nice little non-confrontational uh, bonding, not bonding necessarily, but you know just a nice evening thing. Yeah, it's not like it was when we first pulled the knife out of his head and he yeah. decided to yell at us. Yeah, and you know, who could say upon suddenly not being dead anymore that any of us would have acted differently? Well, apparently this isn't the first time, so you'd think he may be a little nicer. One would think, and yet here we are. So he, uh, uh, as as you sit down for your soup, uh, Fuck he, yeah. lace, he laces his own with more of that powder. Gross. Uh, in fact, finishing the satchel. <laughs> Uh, and so he crumples that up. Like the Parmesan at Olive Garden? Just grinded it <laughs> yes, in Yes, he just fucking goes for it. Uh, he, he crumples up that small, uh, papery, uh, uh, sachet, and really just keeps grinding it in his hand for a little too long as he's crumpling it. Mm-hmm. Like he forgot he was doing it. Uh, and when he, uh, when he finally stops, he looks at his hand. And tucks the the little pouch uh, into one of his pockets in his vest. Mm. Um, and then he just he just enjoys his soup very slowly. <laughs> Slow slurping. Um, like he takes a bite and then waits a while and takes another bite. Oh, because he's dragging himself up. That's that's that's, that's so... unpleasant. That's so sad. Uh, he doesn't our... look like he's enjoying the process. Hmm. Yeah, that's why I said it's sad. Well, yeah, and it's you know, it's like uh, like you said in Mister Brooks, he's an addict. He doesn't do it because he enjoys it. He does it because he's addicted to it. Yeah. Um. What's Sarl Torben up to? Like, what's his? What's his, he's he's, he's been kind of a non non player in this. Is he just like a naturally chill background person, or is he just out of his element? Uh, he's not a. A uh, field operative, right? And uh, he seems off put by Zolf. He, Fair. He well, yeah, guys, really, a dick. Yeah, uh, there seems to be a little more to it. It's it seems like he's scared of Zolf. Well, yeah, I mean, he mentioned that he only ever met him one other time, and that the resurrection thing was kind of like a mythology surrounding this guy. So mm-hmm. to see it in action firsthand is disturbing. Yeah. That so yeah. So he's he's just shaken and wary and and really just uh, staying to the outside on this one well, and and just keeping to himself. As I much would as he like can. to engage him in conversation about mechanics. Nice. Okay, go talk to him. I am. <laughs> I don't have anything specific to say, Dylan. That's why I gave a vague description of what I was going to do. All right. So the two of you chat about yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Fluid dynamics for yeah. a while. Steam uh, power. Sure. Oh yeah, because yeah, uh, Zulf did mention. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you you talk about the the potentials of that thing Zulf saw and yeah. what it might mean. Um. And oh. of course, you you talk about it. Uh, sort of. Uh, Torben gu- uh, guides you to like talk about it. You know, a little quiet and away from Zulf. Yeah. 
because otherwise he'll like snap. Um, and so yeah, uh, it is otherwise a pleasant evening, um, until around the time you fall asleep. Oh joy! Uh, the moon is high. The cook fire's gone out. Uh, it is quiet in in the prairie, except for Zulf, who is now, uh, in his bedroll asleep under the stars and thrashing wildly. Mm-hmm. He's not making any sound, uh, or not on purpose. He's just like he's fighting somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah PTSD. Mm. Oh, man. The thing is, you can't really wake someone up. It's it's not a good idea. Yeah. No, because then... Oh. Um... Hmm. I could go play some soothing music by him. Yeah, I go play. I I go play some soothing music by him. Make a performance check for me. Okay, dokes. Let's see here. Performance is fifteen. All right. Uh, Your soothing music seems to quiet him a little bit. It was an upset. In two minutes flat. He seems to stop uh, thrashing so much as wiggling now. Um, (laughs) Just tiny sleep dancing. (laughs) (laughs) A little salsa. His his face, however, is uh, throughout your performance, uh, however long it goes, just twisted in a pained frown mm. i guess Aww. every everybody walks he's, a hard road don't they he's a douchebag as a front in reality he's just a man with a heart of gold who's addicted to a mysterious powder and also has post-traumatic stress disorder also he could just be a dick like yeah, i mean he could also just be a dick and have nightmares yeah well whatever uh we understand him a little better now so i i guess with that with that strange emotional moment, <laughs> we we go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, we just we just turn in and think about how weird life is. <laughs> All right, uh, and we will find out what the morrow has in store for you next time on Dyson Virtue. Thanks for listening, all our buddies. Bye, all our buddies. Dream a little dream of us. We're on Facebook and Twitter and TV tropes, TV tropes, and Facebook. And I said that one already. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, the, well, there twice. The, do we have an Instagrams? What um, are we going to put on an Instagram? I don't know. I don't. This is an audio show. You can't put audio on Instagram. We it's have a website. Photos. We have a website. It's semiautomagicink.com. There also exists a Tumblr page made to us by one Liz. Lil Liz Delphi. She's great. Um, so we'll be back again next week, as we always are. Well, except uh. for that couple of years there. But don't worry <laughs> yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, you know. Uh, we were, we were this- dead. <laughs> Let's do spicy two years where we died. While, exactly. While the season is going, we'll be back. Uh, right. Thanks for listening, all our buddies. Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.